Thank you to uh, Satan for giving me inspiration on how to play this role. I'd, I'd like to, uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Satan. I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong. I'd like to thank Neil Young. Hello. <laughs> it's nice to see you all here. Now, as the more perceptive of you have probably realized by now, this is hell. <laughs> and I am the devil. Why is it that many famous people, including others that I haven't shown you in the clips that I just played, why do they love affiliating themselves with the evil one? Why do they love turning down the seriousness of the existence of the enemy, just like Mr. Bean did here? And I am the devil. Good evening. <laughs> but you can call me Toby if you like. We, we try to keep things informal here, as well as infernal. Why do others even thank the evil one, just as you saw, or even pray to the enemy, just like this famous actor. And listen how he leads the crowd in a prayer to Satan. Who wants to pray to the devil with me? Let me see those horns. Let me see those horns. Metal. Where he actually leads, and yes, you think, you think, oh, he's just joking. Either way, I don't care in joking and jest or not, Satan is happy all the same. Why are comedic jokes and movies made for millions to consume to make it look like the enemy cannot be taken seriously. Look at this SNL skit. Three Gen Z icons. Aren't you like 40? No, no. A long time ago, I met this guy and made a deal where I get to stay 25 years old for forever. What guy? Tall fella, horns, red fur, I don't know, little hooves. Keen, that's the devil, dude. What? I thought it was like a Times Square Elmo or something. Why are we in hell? We never did anything evil. <laughs> that's easy. You sold your souls, I got a contract. Even in a certain music video that Justin Bieber was featured in years ago, there's a frame in the video. Now I wanna show you this frame in this popular music video. This is from the music video titled, Where Are You Now? And this video depicts the evil one as such. And there are many more frames in the video such as this. people featured in the title of this video was pictured in a concert wearing this shirt right here. Now Justin seems to be turning his life around to the Lord Jesus Christ and I hope he fully surrenders. You know there can only be one main reason why this is happening. Or maybe there are other reasons, but one particular reason why many with great influence are participating in glorifying the enemy or making him look like he's no big deal. You look at the TV series like this one named Lucifer, where the devil is presented as this handsome fellow, or you look at how they make light 
of his troubling existence in a plethora of other comedy shows and even award shows like the Grammys as you have seen over the years. In fact, let me show you, this is Satan worship in the 2015 Grammy Awards. Perry, along with many others, sported her glow-in-the-dark devil horns and even made the devil horn symbol with both of her hands as she sang along with ACDC about how she too is on a highway to hell. Now whether these people who participate in this glorification of the enemy are doing it consciously or unconsciously, it's all in accordance with the plan of the, the God of this fallen world, the devil himself. His plan is to desensitize people and this is the reason why you see this happening. His plan is to desensitize people so that whatever is dark and demonic and evil is now the new normal. I want you to listen to what this pastor says about this process of desensitizing people into accepting what is evil. Uh, if you take any child into a Halloween a costume store unless their senses have been deadened uh they'll just react in horror like oh my goodness the their faces are twisted and and of course uh, we, we know about spirits and so what happens to a person or a child when they participate in halloween well uh one thing that happens to them all is it deadens their conscience instead of thinking of ghosts and goblins and ghouls and melted faces and skeletons as evil they they it deadens their conscience so they think well that's okay and uh, you, they get to the point that when they're you know adults they think halloween's no big deal but that is something that happens to everyone and uh the same is true on, of course there's all kinds of terrible things that happen on halloween night what happens to everybody is a deadening of conscience and uh, from there it goes down really steeply into the abyss. You know, the Bible talks about a person with a conscience that is seared as with a hot iron. And this is from 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 2. Now, what does this mean? Well, it simply means a person whose sense of right and wrong has been dulled. Such a person is no longer repulsed by evil deeds. Even the most troubling of such deeds he or she will go ahead and do repulsive things and not feel a thing. Well, but for you, if your skin crawls or if you feel such great conviction towards doing that which is wrong, then my friend, that's a sign that you have a good conscience. Now, it may not be perfect, but at least it's good enough. But you see, we gotta be careful because the devil, as I speak, is on a mission to desensitize the masses, dulling their consciences, and after that, leading them into accepting ungodly behaviors. And this usually happens through repeated exposure to evil, and slowly but surely, a person's sense of right and wrong becomes numb to the point that that person can no longer easily distinguish between good and evil. I want you to see the examples that I've shown you. What happens if you have the devil in multiple music videos which are watched by millions daily? What happens if the devil is plastered everywhere continually? Well, many will be led into thinking that the evil one is normal and that he's just no big deal. And if that happens, then people will not take the reality of the existence of the enemy 
who is out to get your soul seriously. Here is a perfect example. I believe Satan is evil. Let's go back to Genesis, okay? God wanted to keep humans from eating the fruit of knowledge, correct? And Satan, or the serpent, wanted to give humans that knowledge. I believe that's a good action. That is a good action. That's a good action, that's justifiable. You know, I can go on and on about the world. And what I mean by the world is the system that is against God, that system that is run by the evil one. So what John is saying to us is you, you can't love the world because of what it is. It is a system of evil completely in opposition to everything that God desires. We use the word world in that way. So does John. John says in chapter 5 of 1 John, verse 19, really a comprehensive, amazing statement. We know that we are of God and that the whole world lies, literally lies in the evil one. Who is running the world, the system, the evil one? But there's nothing much I can do about the world's nature to bear bad fruit. What I can say, however, is this. You must watch out that you may not be in the midst of the world. If you're a believer, or maybe you're a baby Christian, or if you bear the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, then I want to show you the command that God has given you and I. The command that God has given us is this, that we come out from among them and be separate. Let me read it for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. The context of this verse is this. God is calling people to have no partnership with darkness. He even gives an example of this in the previous verses. In verse 16, there is a mention of how the temple of God and the temple of idols have no agreement whatsoever. What God is calling us to do, as I just said, is to come out of the world, that world that is run by the evil one, that world that is composed of the system that is anti-God in every way, shape, or form. And for me, it is my prayer that I grow daily, having the same nature as Jesus does, more so in the area of not loving what God hates and loving what he loves. In the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ in the Bible, there's a mention of a great harlot, a great prostitute with whom the kings of the earth have committed adultery with. There's a warning given to the people of God to come out of her. And this is from Revelation chapter 18, verse four. And it reads, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, unless you receive her plagues, for her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Do you know why God 
gives us these warnings, it is because he wants a holy people. He does not want people who will defile themselves with the things of the world. You see, holiness, when it comes down to it, is separation from the things that displease God in order to be separated unto the person of God, to esteem God above all things, infinitely above all things, His value, and to live in accordance with that estimation. So as men, our goal is to learn is to grow in this truth that everything we do, we're to do for the glory of God. And there's a reason why Jesus talked about his desire for his own bride, his own people, to be pure, bearing garments that are spotless. I'm going to read these two verses, okay? The first verse is from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 to 27. It is written, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Revelation chapter 3 verse 4 to 5 reads, You have a few names, even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments that will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Look, just as you wouldn't allow filth and uncleanliness into your own house, it's the same way with Jesus. He will not allow filth and nasty uncleanliness in his glorious presence. And it's a joy to know that our God is indeed holy and perfect, isn't it? So let us strive to separate ourselves from all kinds of moral filth, as the book of James says in chapter 1 verse 21. And let us do this because we love the Lord. Because as I remember in the Gospels, Jesus is recorded speaking about the end and how in the end there are only going to be two camps, the sheep and the goats, the wheat and the tares, the children of God and the children of hell. In the book of John, Jesus refers to the children of the devil as those who do the will of their father, the devil. And the opposite of that, is the children of Jesus Christ do the will of Jesus Christ. So that's why you have to examine yourself. Are you doing the will of Jesus Christ, your master? To what degree have you been desensitized by evil things? Here's a question. Do you look with approval the things that God hates? Test yourself and if you see clearly that you've been polluted by the world, then there's hope. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to cleanse you. Let me pray this prayer with you, okay? Father, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray that you may lead whoever is watching this to a life of purity. A life where they bear good fruit that pleases you. 
and if they have been stained by the filthy world, then I pray that you may wash them and clean them by the blood of Jesus, and I pray that you may lead them to walk in purity. I pray for their consciences that if anyone's conscience has been dulled by the world, then I pray that you may undo that, that they may be sensitive to your commands and your precepts so that they may not love what you hate and hate what you love. So I pray this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And to the people who love darkness, I say, what shall it benefit a man to gain the whole world and lose his very precious soul? Because the soul is the real part of you, that part that is so real to you. And if your soul were to be subject to death in hell for all eternity, because you chose the temporary comforts of this world and forsook your eternal soul, then you'd have millions upon millions of years in torment in hell. So instead of wallowing in the mire of sin, please turn to the Lord Jesus Christ, who will forgive you and will give you a new life. But if you choose to be stubborn in your own sinful ways, stiff-necked, resisting the Lord, then the same devil that you are glorifying will come like a thief and destroy you in your sins, which if you die in them, you will surely be doomed.